Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. Good morning and welcome to Inside Nigeria, reaching you on leadership presentation. My name is Winnie Kedigabo and it's my pleasure to anchor this program this morning. We're still in the festive season, so I'm still apt to say happy holidays. And uh, we'll go today in the studio. He is a public affairs analyst, a TV host, and a Compliments of the season. It's 72 hours to the end of the year. Yeah. I pray that all of us will witness the opportunity in good health and wealth. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure, always a pleasure to do it. Yeah. We were going to be reading some papers this morning. Of course, uh, we also have uh, a focal disc discussion on as on um, the APC government and the uh, East Agricultural Pact in 2021. As the year is winding to a close, just like you said, oh. about less than uh, 48 hours, 24 hours actually. So we want to be discussing um, how the APC government has fared in this corruption matter that used to come to. Uh, into government about six and a half years ago. So before that, let's be looking at some headline in newspapers. And we're starting with the nation's most influential leading newspaper, Leadership. Leadership says, Southeast political big wits are in 2023 presidency. Southeast political big wits are in 2023 presidency and of course on leadership newspaper they have some pictures of some southeast big wigs and uh, on them we have them um, hello production on leadership stay still on leadership newspaper let's have a focus on it yes we have the uh, mogalu we have the uh, Pictures on the pictures we have Kohan Bua, we have a uh, Peter Obi, we have a uh, Thomas President Fires uh, Iron, we have a uh, Najiba Onu, Okorocha Kali, and Ogumahi. These are pictures of uh, the uh, leadership newspaper for some of the people that are in 2020 presidency. From leadership, we are moving over to the French newspaper. Perhaps, uh, Mr. Dilby, you have something to say about leadership? Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, it's, 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 it's interesting to note that uh, about eight uh, every week are uh, already high presidency from the Southeast. Uh, and it's their legitimate right. I have thrown my uh, weight yeah. behind the Igbo presidency in 2023. For purposes of equity, justice, and fairness, uh, I looked at the political landscape and I said, Look, uh, the Igbos have been highly marginalized politically. Uh, and yet, they are, they, are, they are contributing so much to the economy, not only of Nigeria's economy. If you know the trade volume in those three trade centers, you will know that those, those and Alabama in Lagos, they, they run the show. They run the show, even in Osho, the Lagos. They run the show. And they have contributed and still contributed so much. So why can't the Igbos 
why can't we have the kind of arrangement we had that led us to Yoruba presidency in like between 1999 and 2007? Why can't we have that kind of political uh, engineering that would uh, sit power to the southeast uh, for 2020? So that equity, justice, and fairness. We, because I believe so much, Winifred, that if we do that, all this uh, marginalization, issue around hyper vegetation, self-determination, will just die a natural death. Because what else will you say you want? Have you heard the Niger Delta people say they want that of Nigeria again? But for many years, Niger Delta vendors meant a movement for the emancipation of Niger Delta. Before the emergence of uh, Dr. Goodluck Jonathan as the vice president and later, later president of Nigeria, they were all over the place saying that they want out of Nigeria because they felt that the, 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 the system, Nigeria's political system was not fair to them. But since Amidon, the German became president of Nigeria for at least five years, uh, the entire education has died. Now they are talking of economic justice, not only uh, not uh, political justice again. And that, that's what will likely happen if we are able to bring an equal president of God in 2023. Because any of these eight, from uh, Peter Obi, who was a running mate to Atiku Abaka, in 2019, mm -hmm. uh, to uh, Dave Bumayu, the two governor, down to uh, you know, uh, the Senate chief with uh, Senator Oji Uzokalu, another two term former governor of Fabia State, down to Habua, uh, and several, Wajuba, I think is a current minister, and then mm -hmm. um, so all of them are mm -hmm. quite eminent and capable to run this year. And, one thing about politics is that politics sometimes throw up a dark horse. You know, people you never even believe will have the opportunity. Nobody saw a Yemi Oshibaja as a vice presidential material. He believed up to 2015 election. But it's then got mentioned somewhere. However, basically, if you will be southeast, then you have that connection. Forget about look, was there coercion in Southwest when we had that in Yoruba questions? Did you know that the Yorubans voted for Lufalai more than they did vote for uh Obama Soldier in 1999? Mm -hmm. But that still didn't make Obama Soldier not to be the president of Nigeria. Issue about coercion, when you see if the power is 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 seated. To the southeast, you will see that question that you have not seen before. I know the Igbos have uh, this cosmopolitan, uh, or what they call it, uh, as a colony, but the, the kind of uh, they don't believe so much in monarchy or uh, one centralized leadership, unlike the Indians of the north of the yes, which is why they drink the direct route, yeah, they couldn't do it direct route. Because the system in the south is it's quite different. So they have to do direct administration. The district officers were directly managed. But in other parts in the north, it was indirect. In the southwest, it was indirect. So what I'm saying invariably is that then let's leave that out of the equation. If you go numerically, if you go by the population, it goes will never be present of Nigeria based on population size. Because the population is very small. They have only five states as a geopolitical group, 
and the, the, most of the Igbos are not Igbo at all. This is, if you go and take Winifred, go and take Igbo census in Ebola in, in this period, you will see that strength, that numerical strength you think is not there. Because they are very emotive to their communities. Yes. During the festive period, end of the year like this, at least for two weeks or one week at the very least, they are almost my, my landlord in Abuja is, is an Igbo man. He has struggled to describe our family. They are all there now to come back in New Year. And that's, this is a period we are saying there is no money. I couldn't travel because I don't have money. <laughs> I don't have money. But this now, where they with his family? All of them are there. And that's how they come from diaspora to, 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 to celebrate uh, Christmas, particularly Christmas and New Year and then they, they take off again. But what I'm saying is that unless there is a affirmative action to say, let the person become the next person, they may never smell person. Yes, because you mentioned that the strength, miracle strength. You know, when the uh, good doctor, the 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 doctor, so that's what that's the kind of political engineering I expect our political gatekeepers in Nigeria to do ahead of 2023 to say let's power, let power shift to the Igbos. At least for the next eight years, the life of a nation is eternal. You understand? And it can move from Igbo to notice in the next uh, by 2027 or 2032 or whatever it is. But for you to think you can skim at the Igbos or make them to continue to play second. Because what happens to Winnipeg? What would likely happen is if Igbos doesn't get presidency in 2023, they can also not get vice presidency. Because what you cannot have, for instance, a Yemi Oshimati as the presidential candidate of APC in 2023, and he will pick his running mate from uh, Igbo. It will happen. Mm -hmm. So, what will happen is that if a Yoruba person has uh, been touted, maybe you know, there was this news the other day that IBB uh, endorsed uh, for uh, the next president. So, if power should shift to the south, that's what I'm saying. Because now, good Lord Jonathan has done five years, Obasanjo has done eight years. So why wouldn't you cede that power yeah, to Because when you are talking about power shift, it does not necessarily mean between the North and the South. No. People are saying, no, there should be uh, all of that. Geopolitical zones. Yes. I, 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 I do not support Turakia uh, Adamawad for the simple reason that he, he I, I mean, you have had, uh, he has been vice president. Age is no longer on his side. You cannot say because uh, that Joe Biden is 76, then you are going to have another gerontocrat in Nigeria. And, 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 and uh, you know, uh, so, so it's still going to be north, whether it's for northeast, north central, or northwest. It's still going to be north. So, why don't the, the initial arrangement is let power shift between north and south? Now, when it shifts to the south, you now negotiate. Power has come to Southwest, eight years. South, power has gone to uh, South South, five years. Let power go to the South East. Even if it's for four years, 
of Mount Mountain of Betis. Then when it goes to the north again, they can now say uh, somebody has gone south northwest. We have had uh, uh, this person, Gwari. We have had um, what is his name again? Uh, Yadua. So let power go to northeast this time around. You understand? That's how the political engineering of a country that is a federal system like ours. With, with that has multi uh, multi ethnic multi religious uh heterogeneous society like us that's how they uh, find a creative way to deal with their uh, question of uh, nationalism yes, and, and they are giving everybody a sense of a sense of belonging so that no agitation ever look it is lack of ability to manage this kind of crisis that led to the tigre agitation in ethiopia now the Tigrayans are feeling marginalized and they want out of uh, Ethiopia. Now they have been abroad for over one year. Thousands of lives have been lost. We shouldn't allow it to get to that. All this in America, no agitation about uh, marginalization, about type of. It will just die a natural death. I recall that ahead of 1999, before that affirmation was done to allow a Yoruba person to succeed, uh, uh, what was the name of the Abu Salami the OPC was very strong. The Afghani Ferry was very strong. The uh, what is this other group? Nadepo was very strong to say, look, we want that of Nigeria. This country is not favoring us. So, but when they now eventually agree that power should shift to the to the southwest, all those agitation. Now, what do they want to use OPC for? It's just to hire them and make them security guard of, of uh, many homes and communities. But then they were political. Afrika was political. Nadeko was political. They want just like in Afrika is doing. They were like, oh, we want out of Nigeria. You are not the freest election in the, in this country and all of that. But those agitations gradually died down with the emergence of uh, our soldiers in nineteen ninety nine. We have to move
So from this day newspaper, we are moving over to our sister publication, National Economy. National Economy says budget implementation, subsidy removal, orders to shape Nigeria's economy yeah i mean um, there's no case in the fact that uh issues around budget and subsidy removal will be very very good in uh but before then there is a news i read yesterday about the president signing the budget on friday 31st of uh, december 2020. <laughs> That's a very funny one. And I, I, I know why he will sign. Because they want to return Nigeria to January to December uh, financial cycle. So they don't want that to break. Because if the kind of diligence and attention that was given to electoral amendment was to be given to this uh, uh, appropriation bill, I'm sure they will find a lot of loopholes and reasons why he should not sign. But because this one has to do with money, he doesn't want to go into big back with the national assembly. Because that the, already people are saying that this budget 2022 is padded. You, you know that there are information to that effect. And then it was jacked up from 16 trillion to 17 trillion. Yes. Meanwhile, you don't have the number. The old man was also increased to 62 dollars per barrel. Meanwhile, we don't have enough to even fund our budget. So they are jacking it up. So where are they intending to get the money to fund the budget? Too low. And they are looking at majorly loans. Why? So budget implementation, yes, will play an issue in 2020. But more importantly for me, issue around subsidy. I may be a low ranger. I believe subsidy should go. I believe subsidy, I, I, I believe subsidy should go, but the, the the labor unions are already kicked. They said they would, they, they said they will not allow subsidy sub, subsidy to go. They want it to retain. They you know they the, the federal government is subsidizing to electricity, electricity and 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 crude PMS. Now, with these trillions that was that are being spent on subsidy is that value for money for me why i don't want subsidy to stay is that it has been it's it's written with a lot of fraud it's fraudulent to the extent that we do not even know how many meters we are importing and people are making false claims they will import less they will collect subsidy on more than they import because it's not paperwork, and you know people are making the country dry. But if we have we, so many leakages within the system, and my own take is this: if they want to remove the subsidy, it has to be targeted. Let's pay. All goes well with the coming on stream of Dangote refinery. If it comes on stream. That hotel refinery is 650,000 metric tons per day. We don't even need that much to run Nigeria economy. So if that hotel comes up in the first quarter of next year, they should just not be in the hurry. It's not that Wari should make this a new year present for us. It, it will cause a lot of upheaval if, if he does that. He needs to manage it 
even if he needs to retain the subsidy till then anytime that would take refineries come on screen. Whether it's covered, even in previous years when it wasn't captured in budget, NFC was spending, they, they were calling on the recovery. They were still paying. And if they want to formalize this, it's as good as sponsoring a, a supplementary budget. Do you, do you get it? And what do we even need the money in the budget for? You can trade. You can trade with crude and not pay cash. I don't know if you get that. There was a time though, we were doing a bad track, we were doing it with construction companies. Exactly. You, you just take crude oil for the equivalent of the amount that you want uh, us to pay for. for it, that, that is trade by matter. So, as at that time, the Los Bagas would not lift and go and refine the petrol, make more money than they would even have gotten if we have paid them in cash. So, it doesn't have to. But what my own analysis is this let's study. I, I'm in support of removal of questions. But the government, if this government is online, they have said that three modular refineries will come on stream in 2020. One in Akwaibo, one in Edo, one in, uh, is it Cross River or somewhere? So there are three modular refineries. Then, aside from that, that modular refinery, where federal government has also bought 20% equity share in that refinery, so as to be able to be on board and that Dangote should not just look at where he will make more money and sell to those countries than selling for us at all. What we buy from Dangote and the modular refineries will do for us is that it will serve for our foreign exchange. Because Dangote, even though Dangote refinery is located in the uh, export, um, export processing zone, or what do they call it, DPZ, export processing zone, even though it's located there, we can pay Naira, Naira to buy PLA. We can also trade with Dangote to say, okay, for the volume, how much do you want to sell it? Okay, I'll sell it to Nigeria at 100 Naira per liter. Eh? Assuming. You can now give him crude oil that will be equivalent to that. So, it will give you refined product. Meanwhile, we will make more money. You know why? Because even when he has extracted the PMS that we want, the federal government will buy, he will still be able to sell aviation jets to the airline from the same source. He will still be able to sell other petrochemical uh, product, byproducts to other industries. All these polythene bags, those, those polythene bags, those coming, even this chair now, you see, this is, this is plastic. So, those byproducts, they are all from uh, petrochemicals. There are, it is said that there are over 100 byproducts from one crude oil, one liter of crude oil. That's what you can get. All these are our body lotion, uh, makeup, cosmetics. All of them are byproducts of uh, uh, petroleum. That's why they call them petroleum jelly. This one that you do baby lotion is petroleum jelly. Vaseline is petroleum jelly. Even lubricants for your car, apart from the one you put in the car, the importer, the other lubricants, uh, engine oil, GM oil, they are all byproducts of crude oil. People don't know that. People thought it's only 
PMS you can get from a, 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 a little approval. You get all the, it's, it's, it's different, it's, it's a different level of chemical titration. So it's from the same crude that you get kerosene. It's from the same crude that you get diesel. It's from the same crude that you get aviation jet. It's from the same crude that you get uh, PMS, that's petrol. Uh, it's from the same PMS you get, I mean, the same crude. So they will just do titration. So this one, you add something else to this one to, get, to give you this one. If you add this, it gives you duplicate. If you add this, it gives you a uh, If you add this, you know, from the same crude oil. So, then we think we can go into that kind of negotiation. So say, we don't have money. We are running deficit budget. Take crude oil. Give us refined crude oil. But the moment that we take comes on straight, we don't need forex to buy from it. All those modular refineries, you will not need forex to buy from them. And that will save us issue of importation, demo rate, and transportation from Apapa Wharf to Kara Namoda to Ilela Boda to Makodi. Those, those ones will not be there. And if we now are able to fix our pipeline that have been vandalized, it will even reduce trucking because you don't need to now truck from Lagos to the internet. You just because there are different depots. There is the depot here in Sudan. There is a depot in Mosimi in Shagam, close to Shagam. There is a depot in the Ore, in Ore. There, there are several depots all over. So you just pipe those PMS to through the you just pipe it to those depots. And that's where trucks will now go and collect. That will reduce travel time, will reduce accidents on our roads, and will also help us save our foreign exchange. So what I'm saying invariably with all this global trend I've said is that government needs to be strategic in the withdrawal of PMA, in the withdrawal of subsidy. I am for subsidy removal, but they will have to do it in such a way that it doesn't cause economic dislocation, because that will create unrest. national loyalty. So, 
It does matter where the leader comes from. We can get good leaders from every part of the country. But not should now have brought it over the other and say, Oh, we are the one God has created to produce Nigerian leaders. Yes, thank you so much. Yes, we are going on the internet. Don't forget what we come back. We are going to be having a proper discussion. I've been here once we want to do that. Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. Welcome back. Like I said, we are going to be having a proper discussion about if this is broken and its anti broken. And before we do that, let's take uh, this day news back. Auditor General declaration of covers 48.4 billion naira extra for them to spend in my country in this week. That's all for this day for this morning. So, we did a write up the calling morning. Just 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 look at this. Auditor General Ferry 48.4 billion. Extra budgetary spending in one ministry. Just what? Extra budgetary spending. Do you know that that is criminal? Because whatever is got in the budget, you are not supposed to spend. That is the old. But you know, people like us have said this time and again. This budget stuff is just all original. It is observed in breach. Otherwise, how can a, a ministry when forty-eight billion? Extra budgetary. Extra budgetary means it's not even provided for in the budgets. So where did they not get the money? How did they get the money? Where did they get the money from? Was there any supplementary budget this year? So, so sometimes Winifred, this entire thing, as they say in local parliament, the issue of corruption is that this government, much as it tried, is just scratching the surface. With all the over 27 anti-corruption agencies we have in Nigeria, corruption is still present. If you go by what the Auditor General has said about uh, in its 2019 audit report, this is this one we are citing from this day is not even about 2019 audit report. The one I, I think it was talking about lack of receipt or evidence of payment of about 4.9 trillion 2019 no traces money spent no receipt no evidence of payment 4.9 trillion i think i did about a couple of months back i did a, i did a, a column on on that auditor uh, general's report on the on the NPS. last week the one you are referencing last week was the one i did on icpc uh review or system review uh, that also shows how corruption uh, takes place within the, uh, the ministries, department, and agencies through their systems with their knowledge. And you will see, among all sums of money that still spent without receipt, 
I think I, I weigh in on the on that issue. Even the National Assembly, I think it was on uh, Atlantic TV television network for that I weigh in on the issue with a couple of Saturdays back. That has no traces of the expenses in the National Assembly. Money spent, no receipt, no evidence of payment. 5.8 billion national assets. Also revealed by Auditor General. This is why they don't want to strengthen the Auditor General's office. Did you know, Winifred, that we are still using 1956 ordinance law to fight corruption in Nigeria? 1956. Before independence. That's the law that Auditor General is still using. Pre-colonial law. That was the general Nigeria season to promote to fight corruption. And in spite of that limitation, in, in many states, the general's office is in the rental department. Before they get the one they are uh, their office in Abuja, it was in one small apartment somewhere many years ago. But ask National Assembly, why have you not done the needful in reviewing this? Audit law of 1956. They just killed it Because they know they are the culprit. They are the people that will collect money without any receipt. Did you know that even if you collect interest, you are supposed to retire that interest? Yes, you are supposed to. Yes. But people collect interest and take it as if that is what is obtainable, my sister. But when people collect interest, yeah, it's like they are, they are giving them that. They don't even account for it. I said 5.8 billion National Assembly revealed by Auditor General that there were no receipts, evidence of payment. And this money was paid out, of course, obviously, to lawmakers who just collect. They will sign for it, but that's where it is. Because even if you buy periodicals, newspapers, you are supposed to get receipt from your vendor to cover whatever newspaper you supply. But here, and that's why where many Nigerians can see the National Assembly as a, a cesspool of corruption. Uh, the leadership is quick to say people are uncharitable, that when um, early this month, um, President of the Senate, Amelawa, came out to say uh, people are people greatly misunderstood National Assembly that a senator uh, stake home is about one million naira, and that the money people say that they take is like thirty million naira for a quarter. Do they retire this money that the, this quarterly allowance? Is it for them to just sign off no receipt of? What they did with the money? If, because if if even if you are if the money is for fueling, my background in civil society, our drivers, where when I was doing eight to five by eight to five work, our drivers when they buy fuel, they get receipt. It's me that don't need receipt for buying fuel for my car, but for drivers in private organization, you have to get receipt. You cannot buy word of man say, I bought food tank. And how much is food tank? 20 liters. No. Where is the evidence that you bought 20 liters? And that's the kind of 
fraud that takes place. People will buy fuel today. They will siphon the fuel and say tomorrow that a food tank has finished. Then they will go back and collect another food tank where they have fuel dump. So there are ministries to buy an agency, some of them that have fuel dump. Fuel dump is, you know, you have fuel station within your office. Some driver, when they get food tank today, they will just go, will say, go, my time, I go. They will say, food and drop finishing. Meanwhile, what they do is they siphon it out, sell it, or put it in their private vehicle. Since it's government uh, vehicle, they don't go. And that's literally, you know, I was on the platform recently, I talked about the level of retail corruption in Nigeria is even much more than the political corruption we talked about. Because everybody is on the game. Everybody is on the game. And when you look at ICPC, uh, uh, reports that I wrote on last week. So was talking about all manner of shady deals that mm. takes place within the end ministries, department, and agency, running into billions. How people just make cool money. The other day, it was revealed by Point Newspaper, November 29, 2021, edition of Point Newspaper. How? There is a syndicate. In the Ministry of Justice, that sells assets, recovered assets, and put the money in their pocket. And that is the office of the General Minister of Justice that is supposed to help in the fight against corruption, that is supposed to coordinate anti corruption agency. November 1929, I'm quoting the date, is available online. People can Google. Point newspaper revealed that there is a syndicate in the Ministry of Justice. They even mentioned indirectly names of certain individuals who are members of the committee, who are just, they will just do tra-tra and authors based on certain things, and they will sell it off. Billions, property worth billions of money, they will sell it off like scarf. And pocket the money. The money doesn't even go to the uh, account of the So many can want to talk about about corruption that goes on. So I'm not too excited about the anti-corruption war of this argument. Because all of this is happening under the same administration that claims since 2015 that they are fighting corruption. I think that was the mantra they used to NDDC. To... You are from Nigeria Delta. NDDC forensic audit, what did it reveal? Up to now, the report is not in the public domain. Civil society organizers said, please let us have this report so that we know Senator this or Honorable that or Chairman that, how much is he expected to reform? All those indicted, nobody knows. It was it's still. At, as of today, almost four months after that audit report was submitted, it's, everything is still in the realm of speculation. And I said, when I wrote that article um, uh, some months back, I said, look, this thing, if it's not in public domain for people to follow through, it will end up being like Odudu Kalaba. You know, people will just say, like, uh, about that video. Come and see, come and see. Oh,
There are three laws that is very key that should have been passed like this, which is still gathering those that the national said. Process of crime law is still there. The whistleblower protection law is still in the National Assembly. The audit, Auditor General uh, Audit Law of Nigeria. These three bills, if they were to pass, if the National if the National Assembly were to pass these three bills, it will help. Aid in the fight against corruption. Do you know? Now, we don't have asset management, uh, asset recovery management law. We don't have it. So, every anti corruption agencies work in silos. EFCC would have its own register of what it has recovered from who and all of that. Police will have their own. Houses were seized from. Oh, okay. It's, a it's from the NCDC. Yes. NSCDC. NSCDC. That's uh, ICPC time has said yes. uh, one person has 60. I think they are for future. I, I think I missed the story. Imagine. NSCDC. What is the budget of NSCDC? So if you go police, she many people. See, see, see. So if a woman and a woman, that's the designer's call. The truth, the truth has to be seen. If we don't fight for it, it's not going to be The issue around electoral amendment B is about corruption. Some people don't want the status quo to change because it will hate and abet them 
to continue to do the business as you did. They know with electronic transmission of results, with electronic voting, it will reduce, if not totally exterminate, electoral fraud. But it will not pay them because they want the status quo to remain. And that's what I said on Ray Power this morning when they asked me on uh, the political platform about my take on all this about the president proposing and saying. I said, ah, we're so sure that it's not orchestrated by APC so that there will be no electoral reform so that they can retain the presidency in 2023. Because it pays them for the situation to remain like this. Is that not what they came up with in 2018? Four different occasions. The president refused to sign. The first time it was like this, for three, because of three plus section plus 25 of the electoral bill 2018 and two others, the president will tell us, oh, we say, oh, okay, why did you do it this way? Oh, yeah, quick, quick. The next thing, we start seeing clerical errors. The president, oh, I cannot sign this. There is a lot of big problems and clerical errors. They sent it back. Then it, the, the, the clerical errors still remain. Third occasion. By the time they fix all the clerical errors and all of that, they say it's too close to the 29th generation. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. That's a, politicians, I don't trust them. That's why I have done the conspiracy theory. Because I give this president benefit of that, that no matter what, he will want to put his name on the right side of history. By signing. And you can you can you can get them to amend after. Because there are 158 provisions in this electoral bill that you want to throw away. 158 provisions because of what you said. As if these primaries will hold tomorrow. The primaries will not hold until about third quarter next year. So why can't you sign and invite the leadership of National Assembly and say? My people, we are one government. Please, I want section 87 of the electoral act to be amended. Please reinstate the issue of indirect power. They will listen to you. They will listen to you as the father of the party, as the leader of the party. But the president rather chose. So you will see what will happen. By the time they come back in January 18, they say, you know what, they will be leaders. Then by that, they will put another stand. It will be also clerical error. They will insert. They will say, oh, where did this come? They will say there are different versions. Because all they are working towards, and these are cross-party lines. It's not the APC alone. It's because the current beneficiaries of this fraudulent system does not want anything to change. They want it to be. I've ceased to believe politicians. Because it pays them. Look at the shenanigans that took place in 2019, where people are being What was said to him on of less than one to be where the but he will sign because it has to do he will sign and then you start hearing things United talking about oh too many duplicated projects and to the tune of 200 billion we are now used to those figures doesn't really matter anymore
Happy New Year, my beautiful sister. Come with me, I pray that we all come to This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.